0: Miami Hurricanes have the number four recruiting class in the entire country, and I don't think we're done yet. We're definitely not done yet. You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I am a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for supporting us through this early signing week. Locked on Canes is available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by Sling. Don't miss your Miami Hurricanes hoops team on Sling. All the bowl game matchups right here on Sling TV. The TV you love, For a price you'll love, try it today. So I want to uh, give the latest on what we know. And folks, there's a lot more we don't know than know about the Cormani McLean situation. A lot of people out there claim to know exactly what Cormani McLean is thinking or exactly what he's going to do. We all saw this yesterday. Some dope on on On3, who's actually an LSU insider, put in a crystal ball prediction. They call them expert predictions on on three, but that's their equivalent of a crystal ball. He put in a prediction for Cormani McLean to Colorado. And that I'd never heard of this writer before. You check his stats on his expert predictions and his prediction rate is 57%. <laughs> the dude is, he throws darts at a dartboard is the way that he makes his predictions. So he claims to know what's going on. Meanwhile, uh, there was a report from someone who I do respect coming from the Miami side of it saying that Cormani is going to sign with Miami or that he's confident Cormani is going to sign with Miami. And it was I I think uh, this might have been from a separate report, but the reports were that McLean, don't worry, he's going to sign with Miami and it was going to happen at 10 a.m. on Thursday morning. Well. 10 a.m. has uh, has come and gone And Cormani McClain has not signed in Miami or Colorado or Alabama or Florida or anywhere. We're still waiting. We're still waiting. Now, you want my take. I still think Miami is the favorite here because this is where he's been committed for the last couple of months. uh, And he has a, from what I understand, a very healthy NIL situation locked in place here. Um, So I still think Miami is the favorite. They put in the work. But anybody who claims to know for sure, one way or the other, anybody who claims to know for sure what McLean is going to do, they're just trying to be first and they're trying to get lucky with a prediction. Now again, McLean, I believe has a sensational NIL situation in place with Miami and he can be part of a top five class here. In fact, it would be the number three class if he follows through and signs with the U or perhaps McLean decides He can find an even better NIL situation somewhere else. And if that's the case, God bless him. If he thinks that's the best way to take care of himself and his family, who am I to say otherwise, right? Because haven't we said this before on this show? When these players are making their decisions, the best decision for them might not necessarily be the best decision for us, but we have to respect it. Now you could say, Uh, I wish the situation had developed differently if he decides to go somewhere else. Like I, I wish he hadn't just no showed his signing day ceremony and created all this drama, but it's, it, it is what it is, man. And, you know, perhaps he may decide to go somewhere like Alabama, who I believe has not stopped recruiting him where, you know, if he goes to Bama very likely he can win more quickly at Alabama than at Miami. It could be for him a better football situation. He might decide. And if so, God bless him, and I will wish him well. Make the best decision for you. Now, a lot of people, this is becoming a growing opinion around Miami Hurricanes fans and around people who cover the team. A lot of people are starting to say that the University of Miami should just pull his offer. Like, just forget it. Pull the plug on Cormani McLean because he creates so much drama. I can definitely see the argument for that. Right, where you've got Mario Cristobal, who says he's trying to rid the program of this sort of drama. Right, when you got parents involved and when you got players acting like divas, like he's trying to remove that sort of stuff from the program, not add more to it. And you know, Miami has a superb recruiting class with or without Cormani McLean, which is quite incredible the work that they've done. And I don't love the fact that the Cormani drama has taken some of the shine away from the fact that. Miami, who just went five and seven last year, have a top four class in the country right now, even without the signature of the second ranked recruit in the entire country, right? That guy's still waffling. He hasn't signed yet. Even without him, top ranked defensive player, even without his signature, you've got the number four class in the country. So Miami will be fine if Cormani McLean decides not to sign that national letter of intent. Obviously, from a football standpoint, it would be great to get him. Okay, now, my thing is, as I talked about that argument that people have about, hey, they should just pull the offer. Don't even deal with this drama. You can make a strong statement by pulling the offer because then you let everybody know this sort of drama is not tolerated here at the U. I can understand that argument. I can see that argument from the outside looking in. But guys, my thing is this. I do not claim to know the exact reason why McLean decided not to sign yesterday. And I don't know how his interactions have gone with Mario and the staff. I don't know what's being said behind closed doors. So for me with as little as I know, and unlike others, I'm not claiming to know everything for me to come out and like demand that they pull his scholarship. That would be me assuming the worst about what's happening and assuming the worst about Cormani's character and being a diva and all that. I'm not close enough to the situation to make a judgment like that. I'm just not all that I know is this is an excellent football player, clearly the most talented cornerback in the country right now, most talented defensive player, according to the rankings. I cannot speak for Cormani McLean's personality off the field. I do not know him, but I know on the field, the guy is an animal. Now, Something uh, I do believe is happening behind the scenes here. Um, it's being widely reported now. And I've been given indications that these reports are probably correct. Uh, and this is not me claiming to know what Cormani is thinking, but this is something about the outside noise. Coaches from Bama and Colorado have been in Cormani McLean's ear in recent days, maybe even recent weeks, telling him that DeMarcus Van Dyke, is going to leave Miami for another job soon. Now, DVD is the primary recruiter for Cormani McLean. I don't think we would have landed a verbal from Cormani if not for the work that Demarcus Van Dyke put in. And the two of them have a great relationship. So, my understanding is, by the way, on Demarcus, my understanding is he's not leaving, but McLean is being told the opposite. He is being told by other coaches from other places. This is called negative recruiting, where you try to scare somebody away from a school they're considering. He is being told that DVD is going to depart. This is very typical stuff in recruiting season. Players are going to get told things like this to try and scare them off. So, you know, um, hopefully, uh, because again, from what I understand, DeMarcus Van Dyke is solid. He's not going anywhere. Hopefully that they're able to uh, to convince and prove to Cormani McClain that that's the case, that this, uh, you know, and, and I would, by the way, I would love, this is just me talking here. I would love for them to find an on the field role for DeMarcus Van Dyke, because I think just strictly keeping him in the recruiting office is not good enough. I think that he deserves uh, a bigger role in the coaching staff. And I hope that that's something that they can give to him. Uh, but I understand he's not going anywhere, okay? Uh, and by the way, here's some insight. Uh, I was just reading this from Matt Shodell on Cane Sport, who does an awesome job. He wrote a piece after talking to uh, one of Cormani's high school coaches who knows him really well, Lakeland high school assistant, Marvin Frazier. Uh, Frazier, according to Shodell has helped the McLean family along in the process. He's currently on vacation though, in North Carolina, but he was still reached for comment. Um, what he does know is this right. Shodell uh, as of 10:30 AM on Thursday quote, I've seen so many reports and I just know none of them to be accurate is what Frazier said uh so no one knows he was asked so no one knows what mclean is going to do during this early signing period which closes out tomorrow by the way he says right he also said quote he's not sure who keeps putting out info but that all of it is total speculation so again anyone claiming yeah he's going to colorado anyone claiming oh he's definitely signing with miami it's a fluid situation and i believe this situation is constantly developing but I do know one thing. Well, let me check that weather today in, uh, in Boulder, Colorado. You know what the high is today in Boulder? Two degrees. <laughs> and it was, uh, it's below zero this morning, two degrees, Miami, Florida, 79 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Okay. I mean, listen, I'm not saying weather is everything, but definitely keep that in mind. Oh man. So on the other side, on Locked on Canes, I, I do want to talk about Miami's transfer portal class because we have four players signed, sealed, delivered, four transfer portal players. And that, that number is going to get a lot bigger who have already signed with the U and where they rank and where Miami's transfer class ranks right here on Locked on Canes. But I want to talk first about the awesome folks at Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, even golf, combat sports. We've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, yeah, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where? The game starts. I'm starting to get my voice back. So I wanted to belt out a few bars for you guys. Um, I'm a classically trained singer in case that wasn't evident by I'm a little rusty, though. It's been a while since I was classically trained. I'm a little bit rusty on that front. Uh, By the way, something else I want to get to on this episode is I asked you guys to tell me uh, in Miami's class of 2023 who the best player is, who the most underrated player is who has the highest upside and who's most ready to play immediately. And you guys offered me some awesome responses that I want to read on our Twitter and you can tweet the show day or night at locked on Canes. And if you tweet us at locked on Canes, follow us and we will follow you back and you might get some of your tweets read on the show. We probably haven't done enough of that lately, but I've just been so busy with all this recruiting stuff that we haven't had a chance to open up the, uh, the mailbag too many times recently here on Locked on Canes. Let me add something about one of Miami's recruits before we talk about the transfers. Uh, You know, we had a chance to speak to Cristobal yesterday to kind of wrap up the first day of early signing. I love the fact that Mario Cristobal, he's going to let Chris Johnson also run track at the U. He wants, whenever possible, two sport athletes right and track and football it's not not as big of a conflict like you can't play football and play on the basketball team necessarily but running track is a possibility like I remember the days back when Miami was winning national titles when Santana Moss and Willis McGehee were stars on the track team in addition to being stars on the football field Mario Cristobal supports two sport athletes when possible and Chris Johnson for as amazing as a football player he is, that's the four-star running back out of Dillard, he might even win more silverware on the track team because this guy is a, a multiple state champion sprinter at the high school level. Like he's, he's he may win, uh, he may win like uh like a national championship in track before Miami wins anything in football. So I, I think that's awesome that You know, a guy who statistically is the fastest player on the team now in Chris Johnson, because I don't think there's anyone else on the team that has 100 meter and 200 meter times as fast as Chris logged in state championships in high school. He's going to be able to run track as well as play football. I think that is fantastic. And I love the fact that not only did Mario say it to us yesterday, yeah, he's going to run track as well. Like Mario was really excited to say it like he's excited about the opportunity that Johnson has to be a two sport athlete at the University of Miami. So here is, uh, per David Lake of 24-7, here are Miami's transfer portal grades. Like, the Hurricanes only have so far. This number is going to grow, believe me, because remember, the transfer portal is open until January 19th. So this is not like the early signing window out of high school, which is three days. Uh, This is a 45-day long transfer portal window. And Miami's four transfer portal signees so far. The highest graded of those who I'm so excited about is Javion Cohen, the offensive lineman from Alabama. And by the way, based on the way Mario talked about him yesterday, um, they expect him to play in the interior after all. And he did start the last two years at left guard for the Crimson Tide. But on this show, just based on Cohen's size, because he's built like a tackle. I had kind of wondered maybe he wants to play tackle, not guard at Miami. But Cristobal referred to him repeatedly as an interior guy. So this tells me Javion Cohen will be playing guard, not tackle at Miami. But like anybody, um, they they preach versatility. Like they prepare all of their offensive linemen does Miami. They prepare them to play inside and outside and on both sides of the line. So there's going to be cross training, no question about it. But as far as where he's expected to actually line up on the field, it sounds like Javion Cohen's going to be a guard. And he has already graded out as one of the best guards in the country. Over 1,600 snaps at Bama without a single sack given up per pro football focus. And I know some will argue that, say, that's a phony stat, phony baloney. But per pro football focus, none of the sacks that Bama gave up the last two years with him on the field were directly credited to him. So statistically, zero sacks given up. In over 1600 snaps, it's freaking phenomenal. Like, there's no other way to describe it. Uh, the next highest grade to transfer out of four linebacker Francisco Maui Goa, four star. Oh, and by the way, they're giving out stars now for the transfer guys, so I should say that as well. Javion Cohen, four star, 93 overall grade. Francisco Maui Goa, the linebacker out of Washington State, four star. 92 overall grade. I had a couple people tweeting me. They're like, "Oh, is this Francisco guy? Like, is he really any good? Is he just here because of the brother?" No. You watch his uh, his sizzle reel at Washington State. Maui Goa is he is an athlete. He's got a nose for the football. He had an interception return for a touchdown last year. Uh, really solid instincts at linebacker. This is a really good player. He's got a 92 overall grade and he's a four star. Um, you know, another sibling that's come on board who grades out very well. Uh, cornerback Devonte Brown, the older brother of Damari Brown, transfer portal from UCF. He's given a four-star grade and a 91 grade. And then a four out of four who Cristobal talked glowingly about this dude. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Thomas Gore. So Thomas Gore is the defensive tackle out of Georgia State. He receives a three-star and a grade of 89. Uh, and again, I think in the case of Thomas Gore – Probably underrated because he's undersized, but this was someone that they specifically identified on film as a game changer. Now, over his past two seasons at Georgia State, totaled 82 tackles, 17 TFL, seven and a half sacks while forcing two fumbles. And Cristobal was very complimentary of Gore's ability to, to rush the passer from the interior. Like He thinks this guy is going to be someone who can really bust up a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage and again he's not very big but he makes up for that with a high motor and I think a a a real great work ethic which again is you know the type of player that Mario Cristobal wants to build this program around so as of today miami's transfer class ranks number eight nationally according to the 24-7 sports rankings so the eighth with only four players that's quality like to have only four transfer portal guys because a lot of other schools have brought in more than a half dozen at this point to rate eighth nationally with only four guys so far brought in that's really really impressive because they are identifying and grabbing quality players out there and javion cohen was the top-rated offensive lineman available to this point in the portal and one of the top-ranked portal players, period. And, uh, you know, I was hoping Miami might land uh, the edge rusher from Texas A&M to Mise Adele, but he signed with Michigan State. So Miami did miss out on that target that they wanted. And listen, as far as future transfer portal incomings, you know the guy that I want to land, especially since wide receiver recruiting hasn't gone great for Miami at this point. I want to bring Dante Thornton, who committed a couple years ago to play for Cristobal at Oregon, one of the top receivers in the class of 2021. He is now available in the portal. There's been a lot of smoke from Miami. He made an official visit last week, six foot five, 200 pounds. I want to bring Dante Thornton to the U as well. And guys, at least at the time I'm speaking with you, talking about high school players, uh, I I still believe nothing has been signed yet by Jerry on Dickey five-star receiver who's a verbal commit to Oregon. Now, Oregon has been freaking crushing it in recruiting. They're still not uh, – they still don't have as good of a class as Miami, but they they absolutely crushed it on early signing day. But as far as I know, on Dickey is still unsigned. And so if Miami has a chance to flip a big-time wide receiver, um, you know, during the early signing period, uh, Dickey is basically our last hope, right? Because, you know, the Hakeem Williams ship has sailed – And the Brandon Innes ship has sailed as well. They both, as expected, signed with Florida State and Ohio State, respectively. When we come back, going to get you guys' take on, in the class of 23, I'll give you mine as well. Miami's best player in the class, most underrated player, highest upside, and most ready to play immediately. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today and your first watch. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So this was a tough one to answer for myself, even though it was my own question. Uh, Number one, best player in the class, most underrated, highest upside, most ready to play immediately. For best player in the class, I hate to go chalk, but I do think it's Francis Maui Goa. (laughs) I will say Francis Maui Goa is the best player in the class, definitely. I had to consider Samson Okunlola, and I had to consider Ruben Bain as well. But Okunlola, sorry, Maui Goa is the total package for me because he's already got the size and the strength, which Okunlola does have as well. They're both tremendous tackle prospects, right? But Maui Goa, six foot three, three hundred thirty-five pounds. I think what gives Maui Goa the swi- the slight edge for me over Lola is Maui Goa is more versatile uh, because if you have, especially when he's a true freshman, maybe he won't make the day one starting lineup, but Miami likes to rotate their offensive line a lot. And the fact that Maui Goa can play on either side and he can play on the exterior or the interior, some publications like Sports Illustrated, who I work with, think that he actually projects out better at the next level as a guard than a tackle. This guy can play wherever he wants to on the offensive line. So I think for that reason, I'm going to go with Maui Goa as the best player in the class, very slightly edging out Samson Okunlola and Ruben Bain. For number two, most underrated, I go with Emery Williams, the quarterback. He's only a three-star, and yet, at the Elite 11 finals over the summer, he was one of the top performers at Elite 11. Like, he actually performed better at Elite 11 than our old friend Jaden Rashada did, who is a five-star now, and Emery Williams is still only a three-star. Uh, and not a whole lot of people talk about Emery. And, you know, Cristobal talked about him yesterday. He's got over a 4.0 GPA in high school. He's a great student and a great student of the game. And he's got the size and he's got the arm strength. And even though he's not like a true dual threat guy, uh, he he can run effectively and he can pick up yardage when you need him to on the ground. I think Emery Williams only being a three-star guy and potentially being our quarterback of the future, I'm going to say he's the most underrated in the class. What about highest upside? I had to think about this one for all of half a second. Collins at Chiam Pong. <laughs> I mean, bro, if you can develop... Collins, who's basically clay waiting to be molded into an elite edge rusher at six foot freaking seven with a seven foot wingspan. If you can develop him into, you know, what what his potential says he can be bad news for the rest of the ACC. This guy's going to be in your backfield, sacking your quarterback three, four, five times a game if, if he can be developed properly. So no question highest upside and it's only the tip of the iceberg with this young man because he's only played uh, about a season and a half of American football, grew up in Ghana, probably mostly playing soccer. Then he came over to America to play basketball, discovered, Hey, I'm a really good football player. So it's only the tip of the iceberg with this guy. So no question in my mind, highest upside. And then number four, most ready to play immediately. Oh, I'm going to go with for me, it is a virtual tie with Francis Maligoa for all the reasons we talked about. Because again, he's already got collegiate level size, plug and play him anywhere on the offensive line. But for this one, bros, I also have to throw the shout to Ruben Bain for most ready to play immediately. Because, you know, with the incredible high school career he just had and just the amazing acceleration and all the pass rushing moves this guy has like you could plug him uh in passing downs you know with him not even having seen the playbook yet just throw him out there pin your ears back and, and go raise some hell in that backfield the opposing backfield and i think reuben bain can be incredibly effective day one uh so i'm going to give the virtual tie there to francis mawagoa and reuben bain with most ready to have it impact immediately and let me see what some of you guys said Big Willie said, uh, "Francis for him for sure, top player. Uh, then he's got Ruben Bain as most underrated because he's not sure why Ruben doesn't have a five star. It's a, it's a fair point. He says number three, he agrees with me, Collins. And then he says number four is Francis or Cormani McLean once we get him. And yeah, fingers crossed that Cormani's going to be a cane. But uh, obviously, uh, I, I didn't include him on my list because he's not signed yet." We'll see. Uh, Hurricane Keys said, for best player, he says, for me, it's either Bain or Samson. Both are absolute studs. He says, oh, wait, all 25 are. Love that. Yeah, even the punter, even Dylan Joyce looks like a stud. He says, number two for most underrated. I like this one. Robert Stafford. That's a very good shout. He says, this kid can ball out. Then he says, uh, 2B for me is Emery Williams. I agree. Number three, Yeah, Collins of Chiampong. He agrees with me. And then number four for most ready to play immediately is a good point. He says Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson, just because running backs normally play early. I like that. Uh, Y.O. Kane says for best player, he says Cormani if he signs, or Samson Okunlola for most underrated. He says Tommy Kinsler. That's not a bad shout for number three, Collins. And for number four, most ready to play immediately. He says Francis Maui Goa. Neff says he's going to go for number one and number four, the highest rated player being Francis Maui Goa. Number two, for most underrated, he says Ruben Bain, because he should have been awarded that five-star. Number three, for uh, most upside, he says Samson. Um, Unlimited Impulse says Francis for best player, Emery for most underrated, Mark Fletcher for uh, most upside, and francis for most ready to play immediately uh oh four nia says uh i guess it's like a play on california four nia says for for one he says he needs four ones which are bane horton Ooh, that's interesting to call i to call uh, joshua horton the best player in the class that, that's uh some might say a reach but oh no i'm sorry uh he he's saying horton for most uh, underrated i got I, I thought that that was his second one okay horton most underrated i like that i agree with that should be more than a three star he says collins for number three most upside and then four for francis most uh available to play right away uh pancake enthusiast says for best player Cormani if he signs for most underrated joshua horton for uh, most upside Okun Lola and for most ready to play right away Maui Goa. I like that. So, yeah, I wish I had time to read all of these. You guys are awesome for sending so many responses. You can keep tweeting us at Locked on Canes if you want to answer that best player in the class, most underrated, most upside, most ready to play right away. I'm going to I'm going to like more of those tweets on Twitter and thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. So, at some point later today, my friends, We are going to sit down for a crossover, an epic crossover event with Brandon Olson. Air quotes Brandon from Locked On Gators. Oh, it's going to be fun. So make sure after you make us your first listen, you make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your pods. So we'll talk to you guys later on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.